Did you? Did you know? thinking about having a strip tease but i think we've opted away from that um anyhow welcome jason (laughs) exactly (laughs) we can't be party to that devastation (laughs) (laughs) Um, so hell of a hell of a little week we've had here um i think a lot of people are getting down and worn out but um there are maybe some glimmers of hope in this 
And while we may talk a little bit about it, I think Jason and I are going to opt to wait to actually see some of the things that we're becoming aware of uh, move into motion. But let's consider this. When you consider the world and you get to a point where, my God, it's only just some evil-hearted, black-souled individuals in charge of everything, you begin to lose hope. But if you reasonably look at the world and consider how many people in places of power are no different than you or I for the most part. They have children that they want to grow up in a world that's better than the one we have. And I would estimate there's probably a hell of a lot of those people in the world. And while Jason and I are in a position where we we get a lot of information from a lot of places, um, there are systems in this world that have been in place continuously since the founding of the United States that would undermine so much of what's going on right now. And it does appear uh, that not everybody is on board with sailing this ship to the bottom of the sea. But anyhow, Jason. Well, I'll, t I'll start off with this one. If you're going a little stir-crazy inside, go out. I do it every day. It's good for you. Go enjoy the beautiful fresh air. Get some vitamin D with that lovely sun. Just get the hell out of your house. Who cares what anyone says? Well, while, while so many people in places of power uh, are violating your rights, a lot of governors doing it, and by the way, the federal government doing it, because the federal government cannot override the constitutions of each individual state, but we're kind of used to this. Take, take a show like Cops on TV. Why do you think that's there? That's to give you the slow mental push towards we don't have any rights, because what they basically do is violate rights regularly on that show. But when we consider, finally, in the state of Rhode Island, that our government, well, what stands for a government, our governor, said, oh, now you've got to have a mask nowhere, no matter where you go. I said, no, not doing it. I'm aware of the fraud that's afoot, and I'm not doing it. And my wife and I both went out today. There were two people in one of the grocery stores that didn't have masks, and everyone else did, but no one came up to us and said boo. Um, and I'm just... Yeah, I'm just saying, if you conduct yourself in a respectable way and you stand for the rights that you know you have as a living man or a living woman, um, I don't think there's too many people going to, you know, going to beef with that. I think if they let this nonsense go on past a month, you're going to start seeing something. I don't think people can take it anymore. I mean, let's be honest here. How many people have enough money to just just keep going without anything coming in or very little coming in. I mean, I'm sure some people got that stimulus stuff that came through, but that's not going to go very far. No. And I think that was probably part of the initial plan is to run people down to the ground and try to get some kind of uh, loss of order so that you can use that as an excuse to, to amp things up. But that's not been what's happened. As a matter of fact, I am aware firsthand that there are numbers of states where there are protests going on all over. And um, I've even seen some people interviewed that conducted themselves perfectly when they asked, what the hell are you out here protesting for? Don't you care about COVID? They looked into the camera <laughs> and said, I'm more concerned with my rights uh, than I am about some supposed virus. And I thought that sums it up perfectly. There you go. Um, and what's ironic about it is if anyone wants to press that point, you know how many people in the history of the world have died for the rights that are slowly being eroded away. Even if you took seriously the numbers of death, which I do not, that are going on now, they don't start to amount to a drip in the bucket for the numbers of people who stood up 
for the rights of human beings and lost their life doing so. So this is all a bit ridiculous, but I don't know, Jason, how much should we talk about um, the perceived glimmers of hope that we see? Maybe maybe it's best if we wait to see things uh, shake out, but I'll share this story. Let's just go with a, a rough approximation of the rumblings that we can collectively say are being thrown out there. What I'll do is I'll share this story, and while it doesn't directly relate to what I've been referring to for good reason right now, um, it does illustrate the point. Um, Last time when I brought up the Constitution, I saw people in the chat room making all kinds of snide comments. And for that, I will offer this. In a situation like we have now, the only thing that's going to push back is things we have in place. We're not going to invent some new magical something or other to push off what's happened here. We have to work with what we have. We're not going to fabricate new things here. And by the way, um, if you didn't go back to existing systems like a constitutional government, what would you end up with if someone did push back? A military junta? Or Lord only knows. But here's what I saw. I saw two guys uh, who were administrators of a university commiserating. in a clip saying this university has been here for more than 160 years it was here for the civil war it was here for world war one it was here for world war two it was here for the great depression and never once did we shut our doors what's going on here then the leader of that university said the following you can pretty much illustrate what's going on here if you go to washington dc and look at the buildings All those beautiful buildings that echo back to a classic Greek architecture, those are all constitutional buildings. Every other one, every other single one that does not have that appearance is an unconstitutional building. Now, if you think about what I just said for a minute and you think about who said it, there's a huge glimmer of light in this world because people are not going to roll over so easily. There's no telling where this all goes, but the point I would make are there are a lot of people in powerful positions who have not forgotten the idea of the rule of law, the rights of a human being, the fact that no one here now is actually lost it. See, I can prove it because you're breathing. So by proof, in the light of day, you are not lost at sea. And yet, if you go into a courtroom right now, your local admiralty law will inform the judge, if no one else, who, by the way, can't even call himself a judge if asked in that courtroom, uh, will we'll consider you lost at sea. That means dead. That means without breath. That means not a living man or a woman. And this is the fraud we've been living under, and there are a hell of a lot of people who have had it up to their eyeballs. I mean, what would you add, Jason? Does it mean that you're in Davy Jones's locker? That's exact. you know, it's provably not true, but that's exactly what it means. And this, this all harkens back to the East India Company and other places. That's how we ended up with the law of the sea. These corporations that got too big for their own britches, they had bloodlines and royalty with them, and it's come to a head now. And we have to decide, are we going to live in a world where nobility is claimed and sh- crap like we're looking at goes on, or are we going to do something else? And I would suggest to everybody, there is in fact a system that founded this country, that if it was recognized and demanded back right now, all this other crap would evaporate like so much smoke on a burning tire. Um, That's a fact. It may not be the perfect system that everyone's always dreamed of their whole life, but it is a far sight better than what's knocking on our door right now. 
Well, what's knocking on our door right now is we're just going to say the word emergency and therefore strip you of any capability of doing anything. That's what's going on right now. And I think they're pushing it to see just how far that it can be taken before the pushback comes. I've been hearing rumblings from a lot of different people in different states saying they're seeing movements of military vehicles and seeing lots of planes and, and things like that. And I don't really know what exactly that means. But I do know that there was an, an article in a, an official mainstream newspaper just the other day talking about continuity of government, that there was a certain branch of the National Guard called up to take care of things in Washington, D.C. if they get out of hand to get, of course, the uh, politicians out of harm's way. Why, why would they have any reason to believe that the politicians are in harm's way? There's another logical thing people can think about. It's not from us. There's been nothing done as far as I can see, and I see quite far with the number of people that I know now having done this for the number of years I've done it. There is no threat from the people to the so-called government. So what are they actually worried about? Continuity. Is there some other thing coming to flush the toilet? I'm just asking. Um, and by the way, this idea of military, I've thought about it for a long time, and I saw someone circulating a clip that was aimed directly at first responders and military. And it basically asked a simple, logical question. Will you follow orders or will you think about the people that you're dealing with? Will you look at that person and say, that could be my sister, that could be my mom, that could be my brother? And when you watch the video, it made you realize that really, have we come so far down the pike that if illegal orders were given to military and police, they would blindly follow them? I'm sure some would, but at the end of the day, I don't think we're that far off the cliff yet. I just don't. And the continuity of government thing is a thing to consider because there is absolutely no threat that has been offered or implied from the, the human beings in this country towards the continuity of government. So if they're worried about continuity of government truly, then what's actually going to wipe those people away? Scott Cook, thanks for the super chat. And he says, I'd, be, I'd gladly be the guy who gets booted for no mask. I'm not seeing everyone wearing a mask, at least not here. Uh, when I go to grocery stores, I'd say it's maybe half and half, but I see people all the time walking around without masks. It's not a big deal. The only one I had to say that most people were being paranoid at was Trader Joe's, which I went to yesterday. That was, that was very annoying. People seemed really skitzy there. I had one person, uh, it must have been about four days ago, maybe five. <clears throat> My wife and I were in a grocery store. There was hardly anyone in there, maybe 100 people in the whole place, and it was a big, big store. Um, and I was the only person on the aisle. I had no mask because I'm not going to wear a mask for a fraud. Um, and a lady came down the other end, and she stopped dead in her tracks and looked me. So I looked her dead in the eye, and I said, would you like me to get off the aisle so you could pass safely? And I looked at her right in the eyeball. And she looked down at her feet and said, no, that's okay, and walked by me. Well, that's because you confronted her and made her, made her think how dumb this is. Alan Calder, thank you for the super chat. He says, Ontario has 500 new confirmed presumptive cases. Presumptive. Uh, well, that's the thing. Well, what does that mean? Th yeah, that's that's the word they've been word? using for a month now, presumptive. It means nothing. Presumptive means nada. It's it, like it, saying theory. Someone it's, had it's an saying, idea. Hypothetically. <laughs> Yeah, let's fake like. That's basically what, what it means. Let's fake like this is true. Um, presumptive cases. What got me is the initial description of this so-called deadly epidemic was called novel. They actually labeled, and you can still go online and look it up, novel. 
Has anyone bothered? Oh, they, they to look use up? that. I would say more than half the time they say the novel coronavirus. Well, good for you. It was in a novel too, 20, 30 years ago. Welcome to fiction land, because that's what it is. It's all fiction. Um, and now they're starting to push another nonsensical idea that somehow this was made in a lab in China, and there's no scientific proof to back it up. But see, they they use the Tavistock method. Um, which is designed to keep people off balance. So you hear one governor say, oh, we're going to ease restrictions over here in Texas, and then someone else will come on the news and say, but we're going to have to practice social distancing for the next two years. Um, and good nonsense like that. this. Yeah, <laughs> good luck for sure. Good, good luck with that. Um, there's got to come a point here, um, and hopefully we're grown up enough that we don't need to lose order. But how many people right now are looking at bare refrigerators, and they've started to address it because there's an endless list of people who have been emailing me a number on the forum at crow triple seven radio saying that they just had money deposited into their account from the federal government right um and i have another friend who was actually issued get this if this doesn't tell you where we are so he applied for these things to do with business loss payroll and all this he was issued thirty thousand dollars in less than 30 minutes and guess who issued it paypal PayPal issued it right into his bank account. It was labeled a loan at a quarter of a percent, which was forgivable if you used it within the next 90 days to do things like payroll, rent, things to do with a business. On top of that, part of the money he received was a grant. A grant is not no strings attached. A grant is a gift. And then on top of that is the other thing that has to do with the taxpayer getting money in their account. So this this is what's going on. But I would point out, if we went back to a constitutional government tomorrow, did you know that every every debt in this world that anyone has anywhere evaporates? Think about what I'm saying. The IRS would evaporate. Student loans would evaporate. Basically, almost any debt on anything would evaporate because it would be unconstitutional. As a matter would of it fact, be usury? Every, well, it would be a lot of things that are illegal because banks don't have any right to hold title on your car. As a, you know, right now if you buy a car and you don't pay for it in cash, they put a lien on you in some places, but in all places now, they hold the title. When I was in my 20s, the bank did not hold your title. They issued you a title which became valid upon your payment, but it was still your title. Um, that's another thing that's changed. They've been doing worse with homes. Uh, where people have paid off their homes and the title to their home has been mailed to the city for some reason. And I know exactly why that reason is. Because if that person doesn't understand and they die and someone comes to claim title, guess who's holding it? The city. Um, all kinds of nefarious things. But I would point out that in a sane world where men and women are viewed as they truly exist, as living, alive, breathing, um, so much of this nonsense would evaporate. It's a thing to think about. Well, I'd say that they've been ramping up the whole maritime admiralty, like all, all of that, all of the corporate laws. They've been pretty much strangling us with it. I mean, even since I was a kid, which is now the 80s and early 90s, things have definitely gotten worse. Now, one of the things that's happened when you were saying about the, the home thing, uh, all of the loans, at least a huge amount of them, uh, since about the mid 2000s, maybe even earlier, were being repackaged and resold over and over and over again with a bunch of other crap. So sometimes people are paying off their houses, and I think this has kind of gotten straight out, straightened out these days. But this is a problem for a good couple of years, where people couldn't even 
prove that they owned their house because their loan, their mortgage, had been repackaged and resold to multiple companies multiple times over. That's how a bunch of jackasses made a ton of money off of doing absolutely nothing uh, a few years back. I, I think all these things that we saw, the crash in 08, um, well, here's part, another thing. part the, of that, yes. Yeah, it was, a, it was a ramp up for what we're seeing now. Look, Consider now, looking in hindsight, the pain pill epidemic where the pharmaceuticals just started handing out pain pills like nobody's business, creating huge problems. And this, this is a serious addiction for people who are not aware. It may as well be heroin. As a matter of fact, I've heard people say heroin is easier to get off than pain pills at some point. Um, but the point was, this was all a tee-up uh, as we look back now. How many people are going back to look at the halftime games in, uh, in London there in 2012? And now they're realizing what all those hospital beds were about in that stadium and all that creepy stuff going on there. So, you know, this could really go one of two ways, right? People are fed up to their eyeballs and they're getting more so every day. Either things are about to get a lot better or probably a hell of a lot worse. Because when people are fed up to their eyeballs without iron-fisted control, what do you have? You have problems. And again, I will suggest there are people in power who want their children to have a decent world. And when you know this in your heart, um, it gives you something to work with and to work towards. Um, you know, losing order, probably a very bad idea, things like this. If you can go at this in an adult way and align yourself with possibilities, um, then maybe you're doing something. And again, you know, we, we got to work with what we've got here. There's, we don't control the internet. We're not going to form new kinds of government that are never seen before, probably. We're not going to invent some new thing because we don't control any of it at this point. But the thing that founded this place, it's still there. And it's intolerant of everything that's gone on since at least 1933. I think Jason might make the argument back into the 1800s. I think the setup was going on in the 1800s with the whole incorporating of uh, Washington, D.C. There's some of this stuff is a little hard to exactly know what was going on behind the scenes, especially the further back you go. Uh, before I forget, Cody, thank you for the super chat. He says, thanks for all the overtime you guys and Rose have been putting in to get information out to the public. And we're going to keep doing that. Two shows a week. You've got that. Three, actually, because we're doing this live well, show, too. Plus, plus the live stream, plus my live stream. And I've been going on with... Uh, our friend Jaron a lot because uh, he's got a great audience and I like being able to contribute to that as well. So I've actually been doing five to six shows a week for, uh, I don't know how long now, over a month at least. Cheers, cheers to Lansing, Michigan. I'm guessing I'm seeing there. Um, you know, this is one of the things where they're they're doing. The, I imagine they're they're claiming Michigan has the most cases. I imagine what that actually means in reality is they have the most protesters. And by the way, uh, why wouldn't they? Look what was done to Michigan. Look what was done to the engine of the United States. That was Detroit. Detroit was the engine that drove this nation. And those corporations were allowed to basically wipe their butt with Detroit and do whatever they wanted. So the people in Michigan, who I have family ties directly to that part of the world, um, and I have many family members that still work at pl places like Chrysler, um, they've already seen what can happen. So it doesn't surprise me that we're seeing a lot of people stand up there. Um, not in the least. There were people who really did lose a lot. For instance, I remember uh, George Norrie from Coast to Coast, I think it was, if I remember correctly, years ago talking about, I believe it was his father, had a ton of stock in Ford Corporation. And then when they took their nosedive, however many years ago, and they've, they're still at the same place where it's around $5. 
a share. That's that's horrendous. You know, they used to be one of the top companies, and it's man, it's just it's just all gone, and it never recovered. So whatever that man that uh, had invested in all that, gone. Yeah, it's you have no idea retirement accounts, all so much. I mean, they basically just wiped their butt with the place that made every one of those corporations, and it's it's a crime. How can it be? that people come in on the back of a country to do so well and then just discard it when they're done with it. That shouldn't be allowed. In a constitutional situation, that wouldn't be allowed. You know, did, How many people understand that in the Constitution, um, governments can make treaties, but only treaties with other governments? So now think about the WHO or the UN or any of these other kind of New World Ordery sounding places hmm. under a constitution that would not be possible because those are not governments of another country, um, to put it bluntly. But as we move in here, um, people are up to their eyes. How many people have you seen dig up the Rockefeller document from 2010 at this point, which basically verbatims it outlines verbatim what we're seeing going on. I mean, you don't even have to stretch your imagination. It's a playbook. It looks like a playbook and it's listing one, two, three, four. This is what's coming. Even the year. Um, a lot of people are waking up to what's gone on here and I think they're fed up to their eyeballs. I actually saw, um, my mom gets a paper and I saw someone actually standing up to say the governor is not the be all and end all. We are still a nation of laws. And then they wimped out and said a bunch of wimpy stuff. But the point is, that is a pulse change slightly that I'm a scared little kid and I'll do what you tell me. Where's my mask? Uh, I'm just saying there there are plenty of reasons to hope here. And if people stand together and treat each other well and aim for a better outcome, I'm thinking it's still a possibility. I'm thinking not only has the fat lady not sang, she may need to put on a few more pounds before she can sing. Well, I'll just give her a few boxes of bonbons. But uh, Las Vegas Carnivore, thank you for the super chat, says, have you all seen the street activism from the man in Baumart about the social distancing? Masterfully executed, in my opinion. Thank you for helping to open my eyes regarding the beer bug. Peace and blessings. I'm not sure which one you're referring to, but I've seen plenty of people just kind of going out and doing their thing. Our friend Mac that was on last week, he's been just wandering the streets of, uh, what is he, in Vancouver, I think, and just going up to people and... and confronting them about it especially if they have masks on <laughs> you know I'll, I'll i'll suggest a thing here and i know a lot of people will probably make snide comments but i don't care there's a few hundred people that come to this show why don't each of us promise that we're going to go read a piece of the constitution this very evening because it puts it in the mind stream you get a few hundred thousand people glancing at the constitution and that starts to inch towards reality go back and look at all the things that we lost in 1933 certainly probably earlier when that generation had no reason to suspect that their government was dishonest and they put a state of emergency and they suspended the rights of people and started sneaking in their admiralty law nonsense go tonight look up the constitution pick a part of it and know it and tell your children about it and tell your friends about it because as someone just posted, we used to have civics classes. Now it's like humanities or social studies. It's a joke. My mom is almost 90, and I asked her two years of civics when she was down in the younger grades of school. How many people can remember anything about the Constitution that wasn't brought to us from Schoolhouse Rock? You made it, Bill. You're a law. 
we got to do better than that. And that's when I woke up like a month ago when I started talking to my wife and I realized almost everything I remembered about it was because of Schoolhouse Rock. So I went back. I've read it a couple times now. And I'm beginning to realize there may be no perfect system, but that system shines like a beacon of light compared to what's gone on here in a system that fakes like each of us is lost at sea. And they're pretending. That's the ridiculous nature of where we are right now. Everyone here is breathing. They're not lost at sea. I'd swear my life on it that every person here is alive. And yet we have a legal system that will treat you as if you're lost at sea. So I'm just saying, if you want to join me this very evening, pick at least one part of the Constitution or the Bill of Rights and read it and know it. It puts it into the mind stream. I'm just saying. So if we go back... I would say that the, the destruction of this country, well, let's, let's go back even further. Let's start with what was asked of Benjamin Franklin, supposedly when they came out of the drawing room, coming up with the new government that was supposed to exist. And he said it was a republic if you can keep it. That's a pretty heavy statement right off the bat, right? Well, who was he? Yeah, you know, he was a member <laughs> of the Hellfire Club, right? He so was he's somebody part of, in the he's know. Part of the he's part of the problem. He was already plotting to overthrow he was already setting up a government where they didn't even really want the common man or woman voting because they were just too run-of-the-mill to have that kind of power, which well, is why they put the Electoral College in go. place. Exactly. So, and I've had to explain we, this to people so many times, like you just don't get it. Well, that, there's there's more to know here. The Hellfire Club is freaking satanic. It's what it is. It's sex magic. It's all these things. There are universities that are directly connected to that whole thing. There are versions of CERN and other uh, cybernetics organizations that relate directly to the Hellfire Club. These are the sick minds who got a hold of things. So when Franklin says, if you can hold on to it, he's laughing under his breath because that dude is stacking the deck with jokers as he says that. Well, that just keeps their people in no matter what. And this is what I keep explaining to people. Anyone who goes on and on and on about orange man bad, you don't understand it's not orange man, bad Democrats, good, or vice versa, whatever it happens to be at the time. The person who is there is there because the power structure wanted them there. And that's that. Get over it's it. It's fact. not about it's a, a singular person. It never is. A anyone who wants to know a thing, go look how the Electoral College was set up. Look what the state of Rhode Island did when they found out the Electoral College. They walked out. They refused to participate. Thirteen original colonies did not make the Electoral College. Twelve of them did because Rhode Island would have no part of it. And by the way, Rhode Island was big on religious freedoms and other things, which is the story we're told about how the state was founded. Rhode Island's a weird state for a lot of reasons, but the fact remains, the Electoral College is a backdoor to power. It was put there to be a backdoor to power, and it's been used in that way ever since. And we can show you presidents all the way back in the day that were seated when the public voted for one guy and the other guy was sat because the Electoral College felt like it, which is proof in the pudding. So don't be fooled, man. And, you know, it's one thing to have Benjamin Franklin held up as a founding father. It's another thing to point out who he actually was. Right. Let me hit these super chats quick. Howdy, stranger. Thank you. Says, thanks again for all your extra work, Crow, Jason, and Rose. Thank you so much. And Patton, thank you. Says, Troy, Greece, Rome, France, America, China. And then a question mark. Not sure what you're trying to get there. Hmm. 
I see uh, Andre Gates. Go go watch Shoot the Moon if you're dying to see me. I'm not all that in a bag of chips, but you can stare up my face for almost two hours. I shot him with really nice cameras and lenses, too. He looks great. Yeah, it didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to what we were saying, so we know that this was set up right from the get-go in, in 1776. Move along in time. The, the, the same the same year as the Illuminati, the, the Bavarian Illuminati came to be, by the way. Well, that, that that's a thing. <laughs> that is definitely a thing. So we do have a nation that is incredibly strong right off the bat, and you do have corporate banks trying to make their way in all the time. Why? Because they saw an easy way to, to maintain control, as always, and to uh, steer things the way they want to and make money because this was a nation of plenty, that's for sure. So we get along all the way up into the 1860s, and you have way too much freedom in certain people's opinions. So what do they do? Here's here's a quick little bit of info in case people don't know it. The Civil War, the American Civil War, was not fought over slavery. It was one of the things they used as an excuse, but it was actually fought over money because the South was making tons of money and the, the North had all the debts and they, they were kind of extorting a lot of the South to pay those debts. So it was a lot of it came down to money and they wanted to keep their money streams where they were and stop paying other people's bills. It's kind of like what happens now. The, the poor people are supporting the rich people. Look at a corporation. Do you think that CEO, any of those executives do any real work at that point? Collecting their six-figure salaries? Hell no. It's the person who's in the store selling the whatever. Got to bust their ass 10 hours a day selling widgets and all that and not getting paid for their lunch, all that sort of thing. So you've had this set up since way back when. So what happens? They try and split things up. And I don't think the country has been the same since the Civil War. No, there was an occult thing going on there separating the head from the body. There's a whole occult point of it. But the other thing is, is that You've never seen a war in memorable history that was fought or executed in the way your history books told you it was. I was in the Marine Corps during the first Gulf War. Uh, it was a theater. It was a theater of war. And it wasn't as easy for them to pull off what they pulled off earlier because information systems were starting to become more of a thing. So what did they do? They embedded journalists. By the very term journalists, that undermines the point of being a journalist. A journalist doesn't get in bed with anyone to have an objective view. So you can see what's gone on here. Um, and who did it? Well, it was the CNNs of the world. Well, we know how CNN came to be. We've shown. We know who these people are that owns these own these companies. Um, how many people are now so aware of the, the very people who have been presidents, like the Bush family? We can track them back during the war, funding Hitler and funding the Axis and the Allied powers. They were on both sides of the coin. How long will we go into the future with criminal activity like this as the lead? Faking like, for some reason, if you can claim nobility or you can show that you're richer than anyone else on the block, that somehow the rules don't apply to you. Well, that's what's arrived us where we are here. And I don't look around and see too many happy people right now. I see a lot of scared people because they're not grown up enough to figure out what's going on and they're maybe too fearful to listen to the person next to them trying to tell them what's going on and then I see a lot of people getting clued in. So many people, as a matter of fact, that I am inundated with emails 
from people who have gone back to episode five or episode two and said, oh, my God, you were talking about this all those years ago. Yeah, exactly. Call me a conspiracy theorist now. All these things we've been talking about for over four years. Well, here we are. I said there was going to be an end game. Now you're seeing it. Here's the big grab. But my point is so many people have woke up. So many people are conducting themselves well not flipping out and going and raiding the local market or losing order, but conducting themselves. Now I'm just here to tell you, if we go back to a system that exists, what might we gain? A thing that I've never seen in my lifetime, if it, if it comes to pass. So what do we see next coming? Well, we get up to 1869 and up into the 1870s, and we have Washington, D.C. becoming incorporated. And I think that's where you really see the death knolls of what was the, right. the last of it. I think that's where it happened. Pretty let's certain. Talk, let's talk about the corporation. Very few people have any idea of what corporation actually is or how it came to be, which is what Jason's referencing. Did you know that when they first tried to make corporations, they were shot down left and right saying, no, you're going to take advantage of people. So what they did was made the corporate idea about protecting minorities and they finally pushed it through. The first year that corporations came to be for the express reason of protecting black people, as it was, um, there were more corporations as we'd recognize them today than there were black people protected. A corporation is an entity that has no life, that is given the rights of a living human being. And we can see simply by looking around the United States what corporation has done to us. It has demeaned the living man and woman. It has created things like Walmart, all the ma and pa and diversity and all the little businesses that people used to run have just been trampled, roughshod by these corporations that make basically crap. They get this junk from China because China doesn't give a damn what it's making to send somewhere else. And it comes here. We buy it. It lasts two weeks or a year. And then it goes right into the into the dumpster. Before this was the case, people made quality goods here. We made the best cars in the world. We made basically the best of everything in the world. And when you bought a blender, when my mom first got her first blender, I still have that blender from the 50s up in my up in my cupboard. And it still works, good as the day it was made. It's a far cry from where corporation has taken us. And again, we're here at the crossroads. Um, it seems dim and it seems dark, but I would suggest that there's an opportunity to undo a lot of things that have gone on right now. So what happens next? Well, then we get all the banks trying to f uh, figure out the best way, now that Andrew Jackson isn't around anymore to fight with them, to completely take over. And what we have, we have finally in 1913 that exactly happening with the creation of the Federal Reserve. And that's it. With the United States no longer having control of its own money supply, by the way, all the problems that they were having were almost certainly orchestrated by the international bankers or banks. As, as they have always been all the way back to before yep. the Renaissance, by the way. Yep. There you go. I mean, and that's just what it is. That's what has gone on. What do they do? They've got complete and utter control and it takes them all of 20, not even 20 years to drag everything down under complete and utter control because once that Great Depression hits that they orchestrated – then they have everybody by the balls, to put it bluntly. They orchestrated World War One. They orchestrated World War Two. They orchestrated the Great Depression. And these things are provable. Provable. 
So what the hell is in our school books, I would ask. It's a fairy tale. So much of what's got into our, our, our school books is fairy tales. So, I mean, here we are, man. I, I say, for my part, it's time to get back to reality. It's time to stop letting this icing, this fake Fugazi icing put on our cake anymore. Um, is there anyone in this world that would try to argue that the Bush family wasn't on both sides of World War II? If you can make that single argument, then how in the hell can anyone defend their existence in government or anything else? Or for that matter, how can you defend the things they did while they were in government? Bush was here for 9-11. Before that, Bush was here for the Middle East nonsense. Before the, I mean, think about what I'm saying here. Either we bring things into the light of day where they cannot be lied about, or we continue this bizarre system we have now where we fake like we're alive because we know we're alive, but the system acts like we're dead. And we act like our history books are telling us the truth when we all know damn well what Prescott Bush was doing and that his son became a president and that his son became a president. How, how is this possible in a world with any sanity left? I'm just saying, if these things are drugged back into the light of day, how does, how does anyone defend these things? Wake the Sheeple, thank you for the super chat. Says, Empire of the City equals America is just the military arm corp oration correct for the inbreeds of the throne keep up the great work thank you we most assuredly shall and you are referencing i do believe the city states which we've covered on multiple occasions and that's just more proof that there isn't a new world order coming it's kind of been here for quite some time and the national borders while they still exist are kind of sort of there for window dressing in a lot of manner uh proof if you want proof of that just look at the situation going on today that is impacting pretty much every country in the world yeah um what's ironic about what's going on now is people are finally coming aware of the rockefeller doc from 2010 and they're not fooled it's so blatantly clear in the same way it's blatantly clear went on in london at the Olympics in that stadium. Uh, I remember back at the time people thinking, saying, what the hell did we just watch? What was that? It was bizarre to say the least. Uh, well, now we know what it was about, right? Um, but when you consider um, what's gone on from that period to this, I think people have grown up a lot. In 2012, if you said anything that didn't match what a textbook said, you were called a conspiracy theorist. You know what? I meet people every day now who were so far from examining any of this that they're in such disbelief about what's going on now. They're more than willing to look up at those white lines in the sky. They're more than willing to consider that maybe they should have been looking more carefully. Um, we have an opportunity right now. That's the way I view what's going on. We have an opportunity to refuse the nonsense. By the way, since we got steered in this direction, episodes 118 and 119 are the two that you want to check out if you want highly detailed information on that. 118 on, let's see, is that the city-states? Yeah, 118 on the city-states and 119 on the central banks. We did a lot of this work already years ago, and things have probably changed a little. might be one of those episodes we need to do to update things, but it's it's there. So picking up from that... What did we have in 1933? Well, we had Franklin Delano Roosevelt coming in and instituting things like 
birth certificates, tying it 33rd all. 33rd degree Mason, by the way, as were most of the people back then. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, most of the ones that made the big decisions, they they were, uh, well, they were fellow travelers. Let's just put it that way. But, well, uh, let's, let's, be, let's be fair. Let's drag it into the sunlight. They're in a secret society where they have sworn oaths. So what business does someone in a secret society have governing? In other words, if you get drugged before a judge or put in a position where you either have to honor your oath as a secret member of the Masons or honor your oath to the Constitution, which way is that going to go? I don't think we have to ask. The Constitution got tumbled aside. Do you suppose these people rescinded their oath to the Masonic order? So there's another thing. Drag it into the light of day. Go ahead and try to defend this. Uh, we do have a constitution. Every president has sworn an oath on it, including the last one. Although Obama had a tricky little thing there, didn't he? He swore the oath and then something he said, one word wrong. So then they did it again inside the Oval Office. And what was that, Jason? Was that Adam Weishaupt's picture he swore the oath to in front of? Something like that. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've forgotten. So drag it into the light of day um, because the light of the day doesn't allow for nonsense. So how is it? that people in secret societies can even be eligible for a presidency or a government position of any kind. You cannot serve two masters. There's your godly law. So which oath are you going for here, boys? You defending the Constitution, or are you going to be honorable to your buddies back at that fraternity? I'm just asking. Well, and they've got enough of these uh, secret organizations to go around. I mean, everybody knows what Skull and Bones is, and multiples of our high-ranking officials are part of that. I mean, they, they all are part of these, and they all seem to hover around these concepts of death and enlightenment and all this kind of stuff and the chasing the light. And You know, I always make jokes about fellow travelers. This is This is what they're about, folks. These are the people that are at least out front for us to see and interact with as the control centers. Is masonry a front for everything? I think that at the very top of it, uh, that's where some orders are being directed, but you don't necessarily have to be a Freemason. Like I said, there are other secret societies. There's enough of them that I think that if you are somebody that they can work with, I mean, what if you're just a Rhodes Scholar? Like we could talk about that a moment. That's a big deal. Bill Clinton right. was a Rhodes Scholar. We did a show on that. I'm sure Rose can throw that episode up for us. We did all of that. You don't get chosen for that unless they want to get you into the power structure. They've got all of these different fun little things set up. When they find something that they want to use and abuse, that's what they do. They start pushing you through the system. You don't necessarily have to be in any one of them. So no, your average porch mason probably does not know diddly-poo. Probably doesn't even understand the freaking rituals that they're doing, especially if they become a third degree or master mason, never move past their blue lodge and all that. No, they probably don't need crap. I mean, I've had friends that are, and they don't understand anything. They're, they're window dressing. It is That's window dressing, they exactly. They're, they're, not only are they window dressing, from the higher reaches, they consider that they're lying to the lower reaches because they're not ready. Um, but this is the thing, man. It's corruption. Are we going to grow up here in this part of the world and call corruption corruption openly, bravely, in the light of day? Because when corruption is drug into the light of day, there's no defending it. It is what it is. You can see it. You, you can't hide stuff when the light is blaring on it. And this is the whole problem with what's happened here is the, the, the idea that somehow it was okay for secret societies to hold these two things when everyone had forgotten what even the basic tenets of the Bible had taught. 
A man cannot serve two masters. And that's exactly what's going on there. And I think we pretty much know which master got served. Because where's our Constitution right now? It's there. It's available as it ever was. It could be demanded tomorrow morning as the standard by which every president has sworn an oath. Every person in the military, most police people in law enforcement have sworn an oath to defend this country against evil, domestic or foreign. Think about what that means. So if the Constitution doesn't mean anything, then why are presidents still swearing on it? And what we see going on now, it seems like the wholesale last-ditch effort to fake like that document never existed so that they can continue on to the technocracy or whatever comes next. I'm just saying, man. We have a question here. Matthew Ross, thanks for the super chat. Why do you think they worship Set or Seth? I see the connection to the planet Mercury. Why do they want to be gods and worship a philosophy? It's selfishness. It's it's selfishness is what it is. You see, I'm, I'm doing a big study right now on the Elysian Mysteries. And from my point of view, every secret society that exists relies on these foundations. They're, it's not like this secret society has some massive thing another one doesn't. They have a commonality about them. But in the Elysian Mysteries, to make an example, and I could use Buddhism too, the idea behind Buddhism is that we're doing this religion for the benefit of every living being. Now, you can make fun of it all you want, but that's a pretty noble statement. I am engaged in the spiritual endeavor for the benefit of every living being. To get back to the Elysian Mysteries and the Greek idea, not only were women allowed to be in it and a part of it equally with men, even holding the officers' positions and everything else during the 10-day mysteries that went on, so were slaves. So was anybody. And after a while, it wasn't just Athenians. People came from all over the world to the point where Roman emperors were begging to be allowed into the Elysian Mysteries, most of which were some. Actually, there were Roman emperors that were declined because their hands were not clean, because they'd killed people. Not kidding you. So think of the idea back then, when it doesn't even matter what your gender is, whether you're a slave, what your social standing is, you can be a part of these mysteries. Now, while we don't know exactly what the mysteries that were taught, what we do know from a number of authors is every single person is said to have walked away happy with the intent to better their life, and they were now unafraid of death and actually looked forward to it in some way because something they had learned had shed light. Now look at where we are with the Masons. We're profane. If you're not a Mason and you're listening to my voice right now, from a Masonic point of view, you are profane. Do you see the 180 here? Do you see the self-centered nature of what's gone on? Um, either you're in a world that is totally connected, which I can prove all day you are, or you can act like somehow you're special and you deserve better than all these other people and you're going to call them profane. So what's happened is what always happens in human culture. This thing, the Elysian Mysteries, whatever it was, has degraded and degraded and degraded. Somehow it flipped to the dark side, probably a couple hundred years before the Renaissance in the Vatican, and then it becomes self-centric and a way to grab power and a way to plot and scheme, which is what's driving everything around us right now. A false narrative about this plague that's going to kill everyone, which incidentally started in roughly 2002. We've had a plague that's going to kill us almost every two years since 2002. I'm just saying. 
Okay, so if you want to learn more about Cecil Rhodes and the Rand Corporation, we did that way back in episode 84. Goodness gracious, I remember writing that one. Oh, the Rhodes one? Yeah. You know who else is a Rhodes scholar? The uh, the talking head lady there. Um, what's her name? Uh, Rachel Maddow is a Rhodes <laughs> scholar. That tells you something about Rhodes scholars, time I see her with those it? droopy dead eyes of hers, I just want to vomit. She's a nasty piece of work. Well, right now she says the same thing every day, COVID. So her 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 vocabulary shrunk about three weeks ago. She I only says one word so now. So has the majority of the mainstream. I get surprised when I see a mainstream article pop up that happens to be about something other than the beer bug. It's like, oh, you thought outside the box slightly. But so this is, this is where we were headed with it anyway, while we still have a little bit of time. Where are we at today? They've got everything under these corporate banners and make no mistake that corporations pretty much, I can't say for 100%, but I would say that corporations for the most part are steering the ship at this point. And I mean that literally and figuratively. Well, there's another problem that's right around the corner that people who have a little bit of foresight are already aware is coming. Um, all these people that have been put out of work, and there's going to be many businesses that probably won't be able to recover from what's happened here, smaller businesses. Uh, it remains to be seen how it shakes out. But we are a scant maybe five years-ish away from automation, automation on a level that um, is going to put so many people out of work. The idea of taking orders or delivering food or doing so many things are going to start to automate more and more every year. But you see, this is the same old problem. Who's controlling the automation? It's the biggest corporations in the world. So this is the stark reality. Like when you watch movies like, I think I referenced it recently, Cloud Atlas. You know how they're showing that version of China? How was it way back when Cloud Atlas put together, they knew China was going to be king on the world stage? I'm just saying. But look at that kind of Orwellian 1940-esque technocracy where people are basically under the beck and call of the tools of the trade. I mean, I'm telling you right now, even driving jobs, maybe seven years, something like that, before many driving jobs won't exist. That's going to put a lot of people out of work. And this is why you see Pope Francis, the Jesuit, standing up to start to demand that everyone gets a living wage. Um, that's the first step on unemploying people, making them dependent on so-called government for basically subsistence living, and then taking over whole scale. That seems to be the plan. You know, a lot of people seem to think that going into a socialist sort of thing is a good thing. Socialism is not a good thing, folks. <laughs> well, it's, if it's, it was real, it was like Norwegian socialism. There's a far cry. No, Norway lives better than we do, and, and they're socialists. But the point is, we have a form of government already that this place was founded on. We have the tools here now. And if it was put back in force, everything built illegally from that foundation would be swept away in short order. Well, it's socialism, but it's not uh, its not the kind of socialism that leads to bad things. You, you don't realize a lot of times what's really going on behind the scenes that if they start switching things in this country over to socialism, that's, that's yeah, a but long, that would dark be, road. See, but it's not the same because what we would see is like a national socialism, kind of a fascist Socialism. Well, that's if what I was getting look, at. Fascism yeah, meaning you, corporations are in control. That's what I'm getting at. 
Right. Look at the happiest nations in the world, and some of them are where the Vikings hailed from. All those Norways and those Swiss and those kind of master of the universe races. Um, there's a lot of forms of socialism there, but it's not what you think. They pay high taxes, but they've got it all made. They get three months off a year. They get so much. We have family members that are Norwegian, and we see them every year they are traveling, and they have the money and time to do it. Um, it's incredible what they do, but the point is is that's not really what we're about in this part of the world. Um, so I don't know why we would either consider it. That's why Bernie Sanders was trotted out, because he was openly socialist at one time, which is a bit ironic when what's going on smacks of technocracy, national socialism, fascist. So I don't even know what to call it, but it smacks of what he was representing in a different way. Um, the point is, is we don't need it. This place was founded, and when it was founded, every human being was viewed as a living man or a living woman. Um, we lost that, and apparently it happened around 1933. Our, my grandparents were asleep at the switch because um, they didn't have any reason to understand that they couldn't trust their own government. They thought the opposite. They thought they were proud to be Americans. They thought their government was here to help them. They were, they were bamboozled. They were hoodwinked, literally hoodwinked. So we're beyond that now, and we understand a lot of us do. Well, the main thing, the main takeaway for me is we got to start calling a club a club and a spade a spade, and that's not a racial comment. When you see the suit of a card, you call it what it is because you're going to play that card. If you call a thing corrupt and you stand by your judgment of it, if you force a thing to be drugged into the daylight, it cannot hide in the shadows any longer. And we haven't been doing that for a long time. We've been pretending, faking like ugly monsters in the closet didn't exist, calling people conspiracy theories because we were afraid to consider the reality might be real. But that's how we got here, where we are right now. Well, how many, how many of his houses is Bernie Sanders going to give up if he ever was in control? Yeah, I don't think he'd be giving up much. But anyway... Nicholas, thank you for the uh, for the super chat just came in. Y'all are the highlight of my day with every show. Keep crushing. You got it, my good sir. We will keep doing that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to wonder if we're actually just sitting here painting targets on our back. Jeez. If this goes south in about four weeks, uh, <laughs> but we're, we're going to be hearing I this. Would, I don't care. Hello? I would do, this, I would thought, do the same thing over and over and over. I don't care anymore. The time for not standing up for what you believe to be right is so far behind us. And even if I knew I was going to lose, I would still try. Um, that's just all there is. I made that decision, and I won't, I won't stop. Well, we don't have an open tyranny as in troops on the streets and all that kind of thing where we're trying to <clears throat> transmit from pirate radio and things like that. We kind of have a, a velvet glove totalitarianism going on i think it's safe to say you can still go to the store and buy stuff for now until everybody freaks out and there's no toilet paper or bread but you know for the most part we uh the average person are, are, are still considered free but the whole socialism thing to kind of tie that up people don't realize that uh, socialism and fascism kind of go together and one leads to the other very quickly and the people who are in control now are not gonna just all of a sudden stop being in power if this goes socialism, socialism is just an easier way to control the masses. They want to get you on a universal basic income. Cool. Now they can regulate how much you have and what you do and 
don't have in your homes and what kind of homes you can have because maybe you don't need that great big home anymore because we're all socialists and we're all happy together. So you can live in an apartment instead and uh, you can all be in cities. You definitely don't need to be on a farm. We can have the robots take care of that. You see where this goes? This is a technocracy. Yeah, but you know what cracks me up about even considering whether socialism is this? What the hell do we have now? You know, you're going to we're going to sit here and dissect some other supposed form of whatever you want to call it. Look what's happened to us. Look where we are right now. We've got governors standing up every day violating the the God given rights of every person. We've got a president standing up every day usurping the local state constitutions we've got shows on tv like cops where they show police officers violating the human rights of people and we all have been normalized and we think that's just the way it is it's time to go the other way folks it's time to recognize that that other person that's your brother or sister and they deserve everything you deserve and it's not about color or race or any other thing it's that this world was put here and all of us living in it were put here too. So who the hell's above the person or thing or God or whatever you want to say put us here that has the right to decide who stays and who goes or who has rights? I would suggest to you there isn't a human being living. And that's the main point here. Um, we got to quit acting like little scared children. We got to stand up for what's right. We've got to drag tyranny into the daylight. We've got to not settle for corruption any longer. We have an opportunity because I guarantee you everything's going to be different. Whatever comes out of this, everything's going to be different. Um, but how will it be different? Do you want to participate in a difference that you like better, that you can be proud of, that you had a part of? Or do you want to look back and commiserate, man, I wish I would have done something? Think about it. Well, and hopefully that's a little small part of what we're doing here, getting everybody just thinking, if nothing else. Don't keep giving away your rights. But I think if you're here, at least to some degree, you know that. You're the people who aren't going to go wearing masks, shaking in fear every place you go. But I'm going to end this with the way we started it. Don't stay at home. Don't be quarantined. Get your butt out there and have a good time. Wherever you can go, go. That is what Rose and I do. I don't know what you do, Crow. I, I think I think hopefully you at least go down by the lake and stuff like that. But I haven't out. changed a thing, yeah. Good, good, absolutely. Get out. Don't be quarantined. Who cares what other people are doing? Let them be scared if they want. It is what it is. There's plenty of things you still can do, so go do it. All right, man. Um, I'll leave you with this closing thought. You will never meet another human being in this world that isn't exactly like you are. If you cut them, they're going to bleed. If they have children, they want the best life possible for that child. And if you are brainwashed into forgetting that truth, then I don't know what comes of a world. But if you have a care for all the other living things, then you'll be less likely to put up with corruption and tyranny. And that's what we're seeing right now corruption and tyranny at a level that has no predecessor I'm aware of. For my part, I won't stand for it. I'll do what I can to stand against it and demand the rights of every living human being. So there it is, man. Cheers.
belief is the enemy of knowing. Come.